0: Wait, hold on, sorry, movie. can we restart? Can and we restart? I did the wrong to
1: one. Movie Victory, another exciting episode where we talk about movies and science and sometimes math is involved. Can you hear me? Um, can you hear... David, hello. Look, look, I'm trying to do the opening. I We talked about this like five I thought times. I was
0: going to do the wedding song
1: you, you by David Bowie. Do the song. I keep telling you, don't play the song and you're just like... This song's so good. We have this conversation every week. I'm just like, I will do the opening. You don't need to worry about the opening. I don't know how how many times... I just like, you just gotta calm down. Let me do the opening. Uh, Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. I
0: didn't hear any of that because I was fucking jamming out. All right, we're just... Uh, Have you heard... Just cut all David Boy's Black Tie White Noise? cut
1: all that part out. All right, let's... I don't want to get into... Let's just restart. (sighs) I'm going to just play the song. Okay, let's restart. Wait, have you
0: heard Black Tie White Noise? Look,
1: just... But we're not Sorry. talking about that right now. We're just okay. Let's okay. Just, let's just reset. Let me just read for a second. No, can you just, just stop? Can you just stop? Playing this now? out this Look. this the wedding song is Look, fucking I, I, great. I will leave. Look, I'm I have All other right, fine, to do. fine. I, have, I, have,
0: I don't. Right. I don't have this. Is my only I, thing. I know.
1: I know. We've been we've been doing this since seven this morning. It's just,
0: oh, actually, I, have, I did get a voice acting gig. I should tell you about that. Continue.
1: Okay. okay. Well, that's that's exciting. I'm glad you're you're gonna have more stuff to fill your schedule. Um, all right. I'm gonna let's <laughs> start this song again.
0: Oh, I can restart the song. Hold on.
1: No, you don't need. to. All right. Welcome to another exciting episode of Movie Victory. Uh, I'm your host as always, David Victory, and um, with me as always, Huey JPEG. Uh, our guest host Huey today. Huey JPEG. Talking wawa talking about the very topical scenes from a marriage both the HBO and the Swedish version back-to-back back. and we'll be talking about both b2b both of the episodes our takes our comments um, yeah and so Huey JPEG how has it been going Hello. with you um, this week um, I know you've had a lot of craziness in your life recently. Um, yes, you got in a fight with a bear, or was a raccoon? I'm not sure. Um, just well, no. Away.
0: I when I said bear, I meant the the gay slang of a large, uh, hairy man.
1: That makes that sense. Got in a the fight second with a bear. part of the story now makes it makes a lot more, more sense. Makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah, because when you were talking about rolling around on the ground, I just you know that didn't make, but it. Yeah, no, was, this was staged. Okay okay all right cuz I was just like yeah I wasn't yeah. sure although that. I did win the fight you're the tone cuz he was a he was okay. a power bottom All right now that term makes sense a little bit more and I I was just thinking it was like I did not know bears were that prevalent where you are so that surprised me Well
0: I mean there is a bear on the California flag to
1: be yeah. fair to be bear I, I did not know that but um Oh really? I'm not someone who has a copy of all the state flags and looks at them on a regular basis so i don't know huh. what makes up most state flags i would say even the missouri flag i've seen it a lot of times but what it there's a bluebird
0: like, on it it's um, or something
1: yeah it's pretty boring um I'm, bluebirds I'm pretty, are sick what are you talking about you know what this is a real thing that i want to talk about i'm just going to get real right now all of the state flags really suck from Missouri to California to in between. New oh my York. God!
0: There's two bears on the Missouri one too. It's not a bluebird. It's a. There's yeah. two bears on it.
1: Yeah, it's not. We're not very creative with bears on so many of the flags either. It's just, this is another thing I'm throwing out there. But the flag designs of the states are some of the worst designs that I'm sure a young child now could probably put together a better design compared to most of our state flags. I I don't know what was going on when these state flags were designed, um, but creativity was at an all-time low. I'm just gonna put it out there. This might be controversial, but we need to start something out to redo all these flags. All right. Redo
0: all the state flags, 21st century, update. Arkansas is the funniest one because it's just a red flag and then like a diamond in the middle that just says Arkansas. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's like really funny the least creative thing yeah yeah that's the exa- least yeah. yeah that's exactly what i'm talking but about. but it's because weird that
0: missouri both missouri and california, california have bears. bears on them
1: now i'm going to google how many flags have bears on them
0: you can get a, a schematic where somebody has just la- labeled all the flags over the individual states on the map
1: but anyway okay a little we go. off
0: topic Flag-
1: <laughs> there is a wikimedia about this uh flags with bears there wow <laughs> there are a ton of flags with bears very common 73 it looks like wow. these are wow. different countries obviously too not just states sure sure uh, but 73 flags. <laughs> wow jeez I have no idea that bears is there another you think there's another animal on flags they represent so much i, I guess i don't know
0: Strength even- of the wilderness you know i mean keep in mind you know since we're not in africa in america they talk about the lion being king of the jungle, but that seems a particularly African sentiment. In America, the bear, baby. The bear's the king of the jungle here. Or the king of the forest, I suppose, right?
1: Yeah, we don't really right. have uh, uh, tropical jungles here that I'm aware of.
0: Um, yeah, we have forests. We have He's king of the forest.
1: King of the forest, yeah.
0: But he's like gentle. He's like a gentle king. He's like, know. You know, like Baloo in Jungle Book.
1: I'm like annoyed when I hear people talking about how they still think bears are violent, and I'm just like, "You're violent. You're threatening yeah. them. Just like, got him. Oh, calm down." I was somebody, I was like upset the other day when somebody was like trying to swat a bee. I'm like, "Leave the bee alone." What? He's just what is that? That's what is, the one. That's just is, an
0: uninformed person. Bees don't well, fuck with you if you don't. fuck I know, with them.
1: but a lot of people have the opposite opinion, and what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I well, I did Teach say them? I, I did say I was like, well, I take. Pictures of them very close all the time, and I have never been stung by a bee. You know, it's like I, right. I'm like right there interacting with bees. Me and bees still so close together, not threatening at all. It's all about you and how you're approaching any insect. I don't think spiders are threatening either. I've been close to spiders, oh, no. attacking me. It's you threatening them. That's when they're gonna attack you. You know. You know,
0: most spider bites occur when people are asleep because the spider just thinks that they are terrain. Mm. And then they, like, you know, they feel something on their leg hair or whatever, so they move and the spider's like, What the fuck? The ground is moving! And then, like, bites.
1: Then they bite you. That makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. not even trying it's to It's literally do just
0: a fear. It's a fear thing. They they didn't know you were even there. It was just Although, a t- I feel like they must way. have, like, thermal... They must know something, because they have, like, thermal eyeballs. Well, I'm sure... I don't we're... know. I don't know anything about arachnids. I don't know why. I'm pretending to.
1: Okay, so this is all made up. Well, you had me going. I guess I I'm did... assuming they
0: have thermal eyeballs because they have I... a lot of different eyeballs.
1: Oh well, not about that. I, I guess you were saying. I thought you were saying that you didn't know if they actually were stink were biting people on accident, um, because that seems. Oh yeah, awesome. I made up that
0: statistic for sure.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. I do feel like spiders are just. Why would they? What did they get out of threatening you and, and fighting you? Like, they just make themselves more susceptible to get hurt. So. Um, I just, I don't see spiders like, spiders just seem like, smarter Well, I mean, bees
0: bees even more so, because if the bee loses its stinger, it's gonna
1: die Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like, it is are... way more to lose. Right Yeah,
0: and um, But anyway, it's so, like welcome so many welcome to
1: bee talk and bears and why they're friendly. Bees and, bees and bears and bears. spiders.
0: And like so many I'm gonna loop it back around here, wait for this segue. And just like insects and lizards and mammals, sometimes people in marriages, operate out of fear.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Fear so, episode
0: like- one, Innocence and Panic. Ingmar Bergman's Swedish classic television drama, uh, Scenes from Marriage, now rebooted
1: on the HBO. Right, which um, you and I made happen by... Deciding to do this, um, particularly well, program. I don't want to I mean, take
0: too much credit. We lobbied for it, yeah, we lobbied uh, for it, and it worked. But we were, you know, there's a lot of people
1: involved here. I mean, yeah, you gotta give the writers the creditors, the um, right, not the creditors,
0: <laughs> the creditors. It seems like one guy did the whole thing,
1: uh, Have, I can't pronounce his name. Oh, the HBO one, I haven't really looked into too much about who's involved with uh, the HBO one, um. Except one obviously. guy did
0: the entire thing like literally his idea, wrote, directed,
1: everything. Well, I I'm loving the show. Um, they I mean both shows, but surprisingly I'm loving the HBO the modern update. It just it's been mm-hmm. same riveting. Um, and even though we'll talk about a little bit of nuances, but when I was Hold on one second. The, oh sure. Um, Huey JPEG is getting up, he's leaving, he's walking away. Um, he had to leave suddenly. It might, what? He sounds like he's talking to somebody. Doesn't look like it's a bear from here. Um, don't really know for sure though. Okay, he's walking back calmly. It seems like everything's okay.
0: Oh no, it was the plumbing issue thing. Oh, okay, sure. So I was asking them to like lessen the, the noise because the because it's crazy sound in my walls because we have a very old house. Anyway, so we were talking about... you. last thing I remember you said was the nuances of the new... Oh, yeah. ...adaptation of it, the highly modernized version
1: of it. Um, But, yeah, but still structurally very similar. Um, Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to... One of my first takes about um, the differences, I'll say, is that the Swedish version, um, I was watching it... I had kind of a confused watch um, where I started the movie. I watched about an hour of the movie, turned it off. I did, and then I realized that *Husbands and Wives*, which I've seen a few times, is so far identical to structure. Directly, yeah, yeah it's like just so I'm like, I think I know the story, which is bizarre um, when I haven't watched the original yet. Uh, uh,
0: *Husbands and Wives* plays out
1: very differently by the end. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Um, but so. Anyway, so I had that in my background, but then I, then I would turn on the HBO one because I was just excited to check it out, and I watched that episode, and I was just really blown away, and I was just like, you know, wow, and I, and I was like, well, now I want to rewatch, well, not rewatch, watch the show and just really see how the <clears> two <throat> shows compare. Yeah,
0: that's what I've been doing. I've been watching the Swedish episode and then watch the HBO episode.
1: But one of my my uh, initial takes, I will say, is that I think the acting is actually a lot better in the Swedish version. I think the acting is great in both, don't get me wrong. But, like, specifically, the woman character in the Swedish version, I'm just really blown away by. She's just oh, well, fit, very subtle.
0: The woman is extremely subtle. Oh, she's really great. Comparable. Yeah, I, mean, it's very I think they're incomparable. Yeah, I mean, I think they're also very. They're very different characters, too. I mean, the way yeah. she's being played in the in the 21st century one is... Uh, it, she's playing a different, very different type of person. If we're going to talk about some of the differences of it, the gender roles, they're very much playing with that, which, of course, everyone in the 2020s, if you do a reboot, you're swapping the genders in some, some way, right? Clearly, the... Uh, The man in the Swedish version is like the man of the house and is the breadwinner. And that is the opposite in this, right? In the update, Uh, Oscar Isaac is the academic. They're both, both the husbands are are academics, academics. right? but Liv Ullman's character is a divorced lawyer, which is a cute little, I kind of like that Bergman did that, made her a divorced lawyer. It almost seems too on the nose, but it works. And uh, Jessica Chastain works in the tech industry. But she's, and so she's clearly the breadwinner, and they talk about that in the opening interview. But if she's a how,
1: lawyer, she's probably making more money than him as an academic. So I did think that you was... You would think, so, actually, that, yeah. I thought that was actually the same, where um, he's an academic, and she has actually got more of a manly job than he does um, by traditional gender Yeah, yeah so, but what so, does that mean? So... Yeah, we could have a whole conversation about that. But that's, we're talking, I'm not talking about, obviously my my biases, I'm talking about cultures, traditional gender roles, and what is expected of a husband and wives in different time periods, Um, in specifically these time periods, because they're not all the same in parallel, for sure.
0: Yeah, because um, we were talking about the 1970s and then the 2020s, so well, 50 years apart. 50 years you know. apart,
1: but very similar, and I think that way, where they're both women who have a little bit of more agency than you could say yes. traditional, because they both have very... Um, she's uh, like a business person, like a CEO or something, and um, the, being a lawyer, both have... A, those are traditionally um man jobs um
0: yeah it's a strong arm it takes a lot of confidence takes a lot of resolve absolutely
1: right and so uh yeah we don't have to but i thought that was similar um with with those but still different and nuanced where it does seem like in the swedish version she is home more with the kid you know It, it where in the the HBO version. He's the one who's primarily watching the daughter. Right. He's clearly like
0: the stay-at-home dad because he has flexible hours as an academic.
1: Yeah. Right. I will. I thought this was something interesting I noticed in both. I was curious if you picked if you picked up on this. Um, so when they're getting interviewed, right? Yeah. Uh, when the guy talks about himself, what's the one thing he doesn't mention? That should that he should um, that the woman character always starts with. I'll give you that hint. What's the one thing the guy doesn't say when he's asked to describe himself that the woman starts with, when they're asked about how would they define themselves of who they that are. That he's married? That he's married, yes. And, I, and she yeah. starts with it. I just thought right, that it right. was such a such a great little thing to do where it's like, he, in his mind, it's he puts all these other things before his marriage. The only time he right. references his marriage is like, ah, oh, I'm a sexy lover, or he says something like that. I don't remember. In the original, yeah. In the original. I don't remember in the HBO if he says something like that he or not. He does not. not. So, well, he's
0: mu- his character is much more coy and a little more res- reserved. reserved. Yeah. I think that... Well, that's something we ought to talk about, maybe, is that the in the original, these are two like clearly like bourgeoisie, Swedish, upper-class individuals, and in the reboot, they've made the husband... I don't want to say subordinate, but a little bit more uh, in the power dynamic. Certainly, they made his character a former Orthodox Jew. Yeah. Can you hear that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. It's okay. You literally just asked. Anyway. Um, what a bunch of assholes! Should no, you, should, should you fine. take they're that? Just... Should you take that knife out of that drawer and stab them? No, don't do that. Violence is not the answer. How many times have we gone through this? This is why we've gotten rid of all of your knives. That's why they're just not at the it's house true. anymore. Although I do have a machete. Right, but it's it's a children's. it's Do you want to see my okay. machete? No, it's not. Do you want to see my machete? Well, I don't know if you should be really using that or having it in the house. He's going under the bed. <laughs> He's holding up the machete. All right, he definitely has a machete in his house. All right. Yeah. We might. I don't know. I don't know if I would just keep that out. <laughs> okay, he's uh, sharpening it on his chair, alright, going a little crazy, alright, all right. thank you for putting it away, oh no, he's not putting it away, he's, he's going to talk to his neighbors while holding the machete, it's not, it's not good, alright, all right. he's come back, so there's no blood on the machete, he's putting it away, it's alright, it's alright, it looks,
0: I'm just wh- annoyed by the high pitched sound.
1: Yeah, but there's no reason for violence. And, um, okay. Yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the the um, the husband character is an Orthodox Jew. He's now not. I mean, I, you're Jewish for life, but of course. But uh, but he's no, he's no longer practicing. I suppose is what we're supposed to get out of the first one. And then they do the gender swap because in the original, the husband was this sort of like very popular guy. He was dating like some sort of pop star and then they give that same background to the wife instead, right? So, and they do a cute little thing, I don't know if you noticed, but she says she was dating this pop star from the from the band Sarah Band. Did you catch that? Which is Ingmar Bergman's like follow-up to Scenes from a Marriage? I did not. Yes, Sarah Band is the
1: I'm glad the that you're you now, now marriage. accepting that when people are born Jewish that they're always Jewish. I feel like we went back and forth on that a long time, and I'm glad that you're now acknowledging that's the thing. So that's mm-hmm. that, that's a huge that's a huge step. Yeah, great great point about that, where it reverses who is the more popular um, person or who's more independent in the relationship, and it does seem like. Um, There is the role reversal there. She was the kind of, she's a divorcee. She didn't have a great first marriage. He's the popular guy who could have really had his pick of different women it seems and he kind of chose her if you want to go that route. Very traditional and then she's the forbidden fruit in his mind and he's an orthodox Jew and she lures him away. And they have a very sexually charged beginnings of their relationship is just an interesting thing to note, especially now watching the second episode and the craziness that happens in that episode.
0: Sorry, all I can hear is the high-pitched sound of the, it's, I mean, it's, you probably can't on your end, but on my end, it's, this is like obnoxious, so I'm gonna.
1: Yeah, okay, just leave the machete in the room. This would be, I feel like this would be a really funny bit if, um, like, in fact, there wasn't, Anything going on? Oh, that's
0: worse. But yeah, the, the... <laughs>
1: uh, I think that, like, if if this wasn't real, like, um, if we were just doing a bit right now, uh, there being like a sound uh, that he's worried about that he keeps leaving about. I think that would be. Well, really he thought to... it's
0: totally interesting. He thought it was just the rumbling, but it's actually also the the high-pitched sound that occurs, which is actually worse. Very noticeable when you're recording. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah technical, yeah. it's not even a technical difficulty that's a, a I don't know, call it called? Utility difficulty? I mean, <laughs>
1: I it, is, it is technical I mean, it's technical, I it's technical related um, I was We need the play.
0: Mario Brothers to fix my plumbing I want to I wanna go on record and say that okay. I was not in the mood to watch these although I did enjoy them yeah. when I watched them back to back especially and I did, I want to echo your sentiment that I did really enjoy I was pleasantly surprised by the HBO update I was expecting to be like, you know, it seems like it could be very hit or miss, Uh, and it was absolutely, I was like, wow, they kind of took every right turn or like correct way of how can we balance this to, you know, uh, make it work, and it does work, so I was very pleased with it, but the thing I want to reveal is that after watching this, I ended up watching what I actually was in the mood for, which was, of course, Super Mario Bros. the movie starring John Leguizamo as Luigi.
1: And who's, uh, who's the other actor in um, something like uh, that? The Bob great Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Right, yes. Bob Hoskins, the famous great. Shakespearean actor who did um, Although, Iago uh, yes. and the version of Othello. That's pretty good. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, which was just bizarre. Just a bonkers movie, if you've ever seen it.
1: It is crazy oh. where you have like a lot of good people in it, like Bob Hoskins. It is just... If you've seen Bob Hoskins do anything like good, where he has done yeah. a lot of good stuff, and you see him in Mario Brothers, and it's just. It makes so little sense. Like, why he's in. The, I mean, it, Well, he's. He he's perfectly yeah. typecast
0: because of his aesthetic. He Physically. looks like he's fucking Mario. Yeah. I actually think John Leguizamo is a fantastic. Yeah. I think John Leguizamo is a fantastic act. He's a, such a. An interesting character actor when you see him in stuff like uh, Moulin Rouge playing like Toulouse lautrec like he's so good in it.
1: He is one of those people that you he's good in most things he does. You see him in, even if the movie's right. not good, whatever he's doing is good. Um, Bob Hoskins, right. my comment about Bob Hoskins is he is a f- fabulous actor, but his tone of work is not this, you know, and so that's uh-huh. kind of the disconnect. Uh-huh. It's just like, um, I guess he did, isn't he? Who's who's fra- who's Roger Ebert in that him, or I Yeah, sure? yeah, yeah. So I guess that's a kind of a kid's movie. And Mo- Mona maybe... Lisa. Did
0: you ever see Mona Lisa, the noir movie with Bob Hoskins?
1: No, I haven't seen that. Pretty so. great. I only
0: saw it once. I found a copy at the library. It's like a very early Criterion movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's this? And I, I remember, I actually don't remember much of the story, to be honest. But I remember being like, wow, this is a really good, like, neo-noir, or whatever. Anyway. Un- unrelated to scenes for marriage completely i just wanted to reveal that i watched this this fucking <laughs> classic what? swedish tv series it, it, uh and then the hbo update and then it was like you know what i want to watch mario super mario brothers yeah i get it I the get col- it. classic well it's actually for research i mentioned that i was doing uh i got a gig oh yeah doing voice acting Which is uh it's going to be, it's actually for this It's like off Craigslist and somebody's doing A documentary about Luigi It seems like very like meme Oriented mm. or very like Kind of a joke but I, it has a real sense of humor About it and they heard The, the, pot, the other podcast I was doing uh, a Huge oh. actor reads to you Nice And So, I'm gonna, so now I'm going to do uh, some Luigi Documentary, very funny So I'm doing research by watching these things Okay Just to amuse myself
1: well that that is great and that's great that like something that started with our show and then you doing another show um has turned into Mm -hmm. something real um that someone else is recognizing so yeah and for anyone
0: listening as you know my name is Huey JPEG of course right uh but I used a fake name uh for the this podcast and it's Hugh Jackter right which is maybe my favorite pun I've ever thought of uh and it's called Hugh Jackter reads to you,
1: so. Right, which I feel like a lot of people are just gonna want to say Hugh Jackman when they see it in print. Yeah, but,
0: yeah. Well, that's part of it. It's a pun on Hugh Jackman, and it's also a huge actor. Yeah. But it's spelled different, you know.
1: Of what, course, like a really. Not, I don't know if it's easy. I
0: don't know if it's particularly easy to Google. It's like Hugh H U E, and then Jackter is spelled in a funny way. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Shameless plug.
1: Uh, obviously so it's like you're, you're basically saying that you're like a very overweight actor I mean, is That a huge actor? yeah yeah I,
0: ha- I have like a uh, in yeah, my yeah, mind I yeah, wear a fake skin. like Orson Welles belly yeah <laughs> but since that's it's voice acting I don't have to actually do that actually,
1: but maybe <laughs> it would be funny for the uh, for the <laughs> to go to go into the to the booth wearing
0: full like fat suit yeah yeah I'm yeah. oh,
1: sorry that'd be I, great I just think that that's like such a funny choice to like do voice work in costume <laughs> <laughs> it helps me
0: get it I, I do method voice acting if
1: yeah it's like you, you hire your own person to do makeup and, and costume uh-huh. for everybody else I, I spend
0: all the money i make on voice acting doing yeah. method acting right. uh right. side right. things yeah
1: Yep.
0: anyway um
1: so that's so scenes great, for a marriage that's a great idea <laughs> um yeah, yeah scenes for a marriage it, it makes you talk, and I'm definitely, this is something I feel like, is there is there more dynamics than this? I do think about that when, when I see any story like this. It's kind of, it's a classic, the monogamous monogamous relationship versus the open relationship dynamic, and I've definitely. Oh, well,
0: that's just in the new one. Oh, she does mention that she has an affair, and his name yeah. is
1: Jan, and they broke up, and the other guy knows about it. Like they, no, it's right. it's in both you're of right, them. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, and so is the the husband and wife. It seems more
0: prominent in the original Swedish one, where the foil contrast couple, their dynamic is more is also more business partners, whereas in the reboot. Their only dynamic is that they're polyamorous. Like none of their business stuff comes up. Whereas like in the original, like that's the brunt of their
1: Yeah, they work together. To me
0: in the classic, it's like this is the classic couple or marriage that where they actually just hate each other. And like that is part of their bond. And to me it's very hard to watch. I find that couple just disgusting. I don't know why they're friends with them or why they invited them to dinner. Because I just think that guy, I just think that guy is such a creep, like, and he, he plays this recur in different roles in Bergman's stuff, that actor, whatever his name is, um, always plays, like, the villain, or, like, the evil priest, and, like, he's just, like, he's so good, at he's so, he's so that guy, you know what I mean, they say in acting, like, find out what your different types are, and just, you know, be, be that. But I just find that guy so excruciating to look at. I think it's in and Alexander where he plays like the really... I don't remember if he's the bad stepdad or the evil priest or what is what he is, but he's such a shit. And I just don't even like looking at him. But he's, that means he's so good, right? Because it's like, oh, this guy is deplorable. Uh, I can't stand their friend uh, husband in the original. Although what's interesting is in the reboot... They go the other way, which they do with many things, and they make him the sort of sub- subordinate, like he's sort of like a he's sort of like he's like a little pathetic and.
1: Yeah, I I see that dynamic a little bit in both, um, because. The, That's true. That's the, the, true. The woman, the woman basically, it's interesting because, so she's kind of like joking about it, and mm-hmm. and she gets kind of physical with the guy, and I think she says even something, and then the guy says something, like they're both kind of like joking and touching like each other's partners a little bit and um then they start they can start making comments and it's just like well your food is like poison at the house and this is the swedish version and um then he brings it up like he's kind of stepping over the line and then she kind of is like brings it really out and then he wants to stop talking about it and then she keeps talking about it and um she leaves and talks to the other room um mm-hmm. almost exactly th- thing happens in like the play by play in the HBO version where it's like I don't think the guy may I'm trying to remember if he said anything specific but she's definitely the one that's like let's talk about it and like wants to like scream and talk about it in yeah. front of everyone uh, yeah, yeah. they're the female's both the aggressor and they're both that's true and the, both of the females are very strong independent women um yes. cle- and they're just really upset about their... Relationship with another lover that is that is ended, and they it is fizzled. That is fizzled, and they feel like it's appropriate to kind of talk openly about this because they're in a bad mood, and the and the guy and both of them just seems to like really just hate them, and there's just this right ugly extreme ugliness. The husband in
0: the awful couple in the original seems more hateful and like much more vitriol, whereas in the the remake the husband seems a little, like, more deeply saddened by it. The other guy in the original seems like he's, like, almost like in Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. he absolutely gets off on the war between them. Yeah. Whereas in the reboot, the guy just seems deeply saddened and genuinely hurt, and the hatred's coming out of that. You know, like, he even says, like, one of the more startling things that's not in the original that is in the remake is the polyamorous... <clears throat> hateful husband <laughs> says
1: Peter, I think Peter maybe is his name
0: Peter, sure, they're talking about uh, how they both date other people, and then he goes, well I never fell in love with any of the other ones and that is like a you know, sort of a cards on the table statement that makes him especially vulnerable, right and of course his his wife, you know, just hits him right back with whatever she says One of the things that's definitely different about this one, which I sort of, I have to admit, I saw coming, like, with as many things that they did to twist the different genders for the reboot, and the way the characters are slightly different based on their gender in the reboot, when the two two wives go upstairs after the argument at dinner, and then in the reboot, the awful wife starts to make out with the regular wife. I was like, oh, of course, of course they're going to do that in the new one.
1: Um, yeah. And I've seen the second episode, which I do not haven't seen the second Swedish one, so I won't say. But uh, an affair is revealed at the very beginning of the second episode, and that's like a—that's right. the whole episode. Um,
0: oh, one thing I liked about the reboot is in the original they sort of dropped the "I'm pregnant" in the middle of the show, and then she gets an abortion. Okay, sorry, I don't. It seems, it seems really incongruous. I don't see how that worked with what I was saying. But uh, but in this one, I really like how they open with her stressed out about it before the interview even starts. Mm. And having already watched the first episode, I I understand. I had more context, so I knew these mysterious text messages that she's receiving and getting stressed about is clearly her doctor telling her that she is, in fact, pregnant. So I actually knew that
1: while watching it. But I don't remember thinking about it that much. But when I did start watching the HBO version, it was before we even talked about really doing it, I think, seriously. So I wasn't, like, watching it for the show, really. I was just curious about it. So I was turning it on. So I was watching it with my wife. And um, one of the things she commented about it, um, because we do... I feel like we have gotten in this rhythm like when there's a new good HBO show on we're gonna watch it every week it'll be like our one show that we can yeah Yeah. that we can watch for sure so this is definitely gonna be that um, for us probably for the next five weeks Um, because Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's just really well done it's a great show
0: it is Um,
1: but was gonna say that she commented about it which I didn't think about because she's like I I sent a picture of this the stick to my doctor and my wife Amelia is like why on earth would you do that? Like you go to your doctor uh, and they do their own test. That doesn't make any sense, which is kind yeah. of like I guess a man wrote this cuz he doesn't know. It's, just, it's, right. it's just, but right. but most of the lines seemed really good. I'm not I didn't but I just thought that was funny like her yeah. immediate response to that I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right. You don't send a picture right. of the of the stick. Why would you do you the doctor would want to do their own test." Of course.
0: Uh, I will say, however, the discussion about abortion in the 70s one and the 2020s one is very... It's almost startlingly similar that it feels the same amount of taboo, the same amount of consequential, the same amount of both people being hesitant to make that decision for the other one, right? Like, the gravity of it has not changed in 50 years. And I think that's really interesting. Both when they're talking about it and then one of the weirder... Decisions in the entire series is like the amount of time that passes between scenes So it's like you see them in bed talking about the reveal of like I'm pregnant and then Should we keep it or not right and then in both versions? It seems like they decide to keep it they put on the, they like feign this happiness of like no We should be grateful for this hard cut to however many days or weeks later at the abortion clinic, right? And so, like, that conversation has now become irrelevant. They've had other conversations and scenes that we have not, that we are not privy to see. And I think that's an interesting structural thing to do is, like, let's end on a good note in this conversation and then cut to the reality that they, in fact, made a different decision after that night. I think that's a really cool thing that both of, both of them do slightly differently but really well. Because in the original, he shows up after she's already gotten it. And, of course, an abortion in the 1970s was very different from now. And I like how I bring this all up because you said it's clear that a man wrote this. But the specifics of being in a 21st century abortion clinic and like having them talk to you about it. I don't know if you've ever had to deal with this or had a friend that ever had to deal with it. I've had friends that have had to do this sort of thing. And like the whole taking the pill and the directions and like the specificity of it is like very on point in the new one of how, you know, Go into Planned Parenthood would actually be it's, yeah. Let's,
1: uh, let's let's talk about our own abortion stories for a while. No, that's oh, great. That, that's not funny to joke about. No, nope. and I don't think we're, we're either of us are going to go there. But um, humor is a way to cope. Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's also it's not really my story. It's a terrible to tell. situation for anyone that goes yeah. through it, and it, yeah, I'm not going to make light of it.
0: Well, it's also just like as two men, it's not my story to tell. Although that's one of the things that the reboot does really interesting is how much the man is affected by. His, uh, I don't want to say impotency because that's definitely the wrong word, but his, I mean, yeah, his, how impotent he is in the decision, in the decision, absolutely, right. And they do a really cool thing. I don't know if you noticed this, but they do a really cool thing in the new one where she's up on the hospital bed and he's in this the little doctor stool, and so he's like dwarfed by her. And then they even play it up, and he like hits the lever and like rises up like six inches. And I just think that was a really cute visual way to show like he is so subordinate in this situation, in this decision that she's making, despite the fact that he's really the gravity of it is weighing on him. Right? And so I like that they showed that a lot more in the new one. Cause in the in the original Erlen Josephson, I forget his character's name, uh Johan, it's almost business like the way he talks about it. He talks about it very transactionally, to me. I'd have, maybe I'd have to rewatch it, and there's more nuance to it. But compared to the reboot, where the guy is clearly emotionally devastated by this, like Erlen Joffensen takes the, the light version of this. Like they, they make it much heavier in the new one, which I think is good.
1: I would say, in general, some of the things that we're talking about, I think, are, are cultural differences between the U.S. and the Swedish culture. And I think that's oh, important. Yeah. When we talk about time periods, it's like it's not super relevant when we live in a, like a super, I mean, it is obviously so relevant, but we're, we're, we're living in a place that, um, abortion is trying to be banned in all the states right. and the Supreme court seems complicit mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. We live in a, pl- in a country that is still actively trying to ban abortion. Like, yeah, the state I live in, it's pretty much impossible in Missouri to get an abortion almost at any, any term. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm sure California more liberal, I don't know all states, but yeah, there are states where it's oh, yeah. basically illegal, and then there's states where it's easier but still very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, where in a country like Sweden, I think it's always kind of been okay there, I don't know yeah. when specifically. I think Sweden may be
0: one of those places where they actually offer euthanasia if you're terminally ill. Yeah, so I think just... it's when, it's somewhere in the Netherlands they allow that. So
1: there's just a more progressive society in general, and so we do have to take that into account. Um, definitely, we're making our comparisons. I will say one of the other differences yes. is, is that the guy is more vested in the child because he is the home, he's the caretaker, he's the caretaker, right? So that's yep. why it is really unfair of her to not let him have more agency. And she, you know, she says that it's her decision to save the marriage. I have my doubts. I think that she just doesn't right. want to double down with this guy because she's on her way out. And so that's what I think ultimately oh. is, motivates her to not want to have the child, and I would say both of the versions, is her um, hesitancy to thinking about their 10 years and am I going to have another 10 years and this whole idea of like the joking of a contract. Like she mm-hmm. is thinking about all those things. And I would point to the Swedish version, the acting is much more subtle, where in the American version, we're seeing much more um, dramatic acting, however you want to say it. And so, Well, I think that's also a very American thing. Absolutely, and which is another you cultural know, thing I wanted to point out. Yeah. Neither of them are over the top. We should point that out. I mean, when, it's not kabuki, but it's a little overdone <laughs> in the American version for sure. Um, I would say But I think that's
0: how Americans act. I'm not... Honestly, <laughs> okay. oh no, no, no. I, I don't mean act, I mean act as people act in general, as people not in as act, general. not as actors, not as actors. But yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's much more. It depends on the person. It's not even that it's more subtle. It's like they're more. There's uh it's subdued. They're a little more subdued, and all of their everything's a little more reserved. Can you f- can yeah, reserve? Can you feel what they're thinking despite what they're saying? Whereas right. the Americans are much more. I am saying exactly how I feel. Yeah. And we are going to have this difficult emotional conversation, which they do in both, but again, there's more of a feel than a say in the original. Yeah. But again, that's an American thing. So.
1: Yeah, so while i guess the reason i point that out is because you said the guy wasn't as emotional about it and i was like i i think he was i think he was trying to not say the wrong thing and so that is one of the interesting dynamics of both of them they're kind of like well what are you thinking i want to support whatever you're thinking nobody wants to like jump and be like well this is what i think definitely because this is a couple that been together for a long time and so they respect each other's opinions especially about these things a lot so they don't want to They don't want this to be the start of a huge argument. Mm -hmm. So they're all both kind of like waiting, of like, who says what first? And then the woman uses that to suggest that they basically, neither of them are interested or excited about it. Yeah, she she leverages his
0: vulnerability in a way. My
1: analysis is she just wants, she's already mentally wanting to look for a way out of this marriage. And she's like, I can't have another child with this guy. That would just lock me me in. Yeah. It'd be even harder, and so in my mind, in that moment, the marriage is over wow. to her, you know, and so that, that's what I'm just gonna yeah. throw out here, uh, because I, I see a lot of that just in the acting in both of mm-hmm. them. Like I think when they're really thinking about the choice, they're really thinking about the prolonging, the, the prolong in the whole idea of like a contract and being a ten years, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like. We have another kid. We extend we're, our we're contract, locked in. You know, we're locked in for X amount of more years, and so yeah.
0: They also. I think you're right uh, on a couple different things about how one, the men's. I have many things to say to what you just said.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, you don't have to say them all. Yeah, the once. men dealing with the abortion
0: <laughs> thing. Um, I do think Oscar Isaac portrays it in a much more vulnerable, much more emotional way, and. To the last thing that you said of her being on her way out, one of the things that I like about the new one that they do is the discussion about how difficult having a kid was for the first two years. Much longer. I mean, I think it's passingly mentioned in the original of like, do we really want to have another kid and do that again? Whereas in this one, they talk about it for minutes of like, do you remember what a nightmare that was? Do we really want to do that again? That kind of thing. And they hash that out in I think a really honest way not that I've ever had that particular conversation with someone I mean I've had difficult conversations with partners before but not about a kid
1: right having a second child which you have That's well have friend. you had that have you had the second <laughs> child convo or no oh yeah we we want to have a second child sure. it's just kind of like when when but I guess my newsflash David victory has had sex Yes, that's true. That's that's what why, why you need to have a child. For anyone out there who hasn't had a child, a child is proof that you've actually had sex yeah. with another person. And so before you get a child, nobody's really sure. Right. I mean, you're saying... You could be an that, incel. You, know, but unless you could be a virgin. That, yeah, you nobody really knows. So that's why anybody out there who doesn't have a kid yet, you just think about it, because you do need to prove that you've actually had sex with yes. somebody else. That's going to come up. It's just part of yep. being a person. Alright, anyway, anyway, just another public service announcement about that. Uh, no, no, my, but seriously, uh, this whole idea of like, I, it, I think it's clear that she had some kind of postpartum depression um, yeah. with a child and that's what's going on. Um, but I can just, my personal experience, um, I'm, I do not have a terrible memory of us having a child. It's actually a great memory and mm-hmm. um, I know my wife has a great memory too and so I know that that although I believe that could be a real experience, 100%. I do not think that's a universal experience. And so... I mean, some people have babies that cry all the time. Some people don't, right? It's all... Different And there's too many variables to mention from what your experience is going to be like. Um, A lot of times, though, somebody like me and my wife, you have a kid and there is this sense of euphoria that kind of carries you through um, a big chunk of it. And um, that is a shared experience that I've talked to other people about as well. Um, You're you're basically for women and men, like you see what's going on and you have like you have a energy kick mm-hmm. in and you are able to do things that you didn't think you were a- going to be able to do. Um, but sometimes the opposite happens and somebody, they have this fear that they're a bad parent somehow and then that leads, because they don't want to be a parent. I feel yeah, like yeah. that's always the thing that's at the source of postpartum, either for men or women, but obviously it's a wo- it's primarily a woman thing, is that I don't want to have a child and they realize that in themselves, and they're ashamed, mm-hmm. deeply ashamed that that's how they feel. And um, could be completely wrong, but I, f- I feel like that is that the the heart of um, what's going on for women. No, I think well, like I'm going yeah. through this, but specifically. I mean, they talk
0: in in the original. I think I don't know I don't think it's in the new one, but they talk about the guilt of it. I don't think they use the word shame; they use the word guilt. But you know, those are. Not not interchangeable feelings, but they kind of come and come together a lot of the time, guilt and shame. And uh, you know, I'm just gonna say something totally unrelated biographically. I recently, just by pure coincidence, there is a Jewish girl in Los Angeles who literally requested that I get her pregnant, and I was like, you know, I don't have any money, right? And I made a joke. I was like, oh, I was like, is your family paying for it? And she was like, uh huh. I was like, oh, so I literally, uh, Huey Jackter, Huey J uh, have been during this whole scenes from a marriage thing. And this person was in New York when I was in New York. Now they're back in California while I'm in California. We both live here. This person who I've been seeing, this uh, nice Jewish girl, has propositioned me to get her pregnant no marriage was spoken of on the table this is purely transactional like pregnancy like i would like to have your sperm specifically and i was like i need to think about this this is not a joke by the way i'm not going to reveal after we stop recording that this is a joke this has actually happened to me in the last like three weeks are, are
1: no we this really
0: is really a very real honest. thing that happened <laughs> to me uh, where i've been propositioned to become uh, like a, I don't know what, what do you even call it a surrogate father? Like there's no proposition for marriage. This is purely transactional. Like I want to have a baby and I specifically want it to be do yours. You, think you should
1: get paid for this because you know sperm donor. Is, is I
0: don't know. Well, that was my first thing. Is I was like, who's going to pay for the baby? I'm poor. And she's like, my parents. She she was like, I'm fine. She like she was she lives on the side. No, I mean side. just
1: like I'm just saying like when women provide this service, there's normally they normally charge a fee. <laughs> um, oftentimes when men do as what well. What are you talking um, about? <laughs> I'm saying that like sperm donors. Oh no, we would have it's, it's we not, would have sex. This isn't that. I know, but even people that like can't, and then they, you know, it's normally a fee. So I'm just saying that like you're saying I you should charge I, this I don't person. Know, I guess I I want to know what type of relationship is this? Where like
0: our dynamic is strange, for sure.
1: Okay, so so like is are you already um, sleeping with her? You know, romantically? Are you already being? I have in the past yeah but not like a regular thing is that what you're saying that, that it's a strange dynamic yeah that the strange dynamic strange is that, that it's mind? uh
0: in, well we talked about that too i talked about that with her also which was like well would i would i see you more often like what like once a month once a week and she was like yeah like once a week because she's also very busy she's like always doing you know, modeling or some stuff and uh yeah i don't know if some so this jewish girl propositioned me to get her pregnant recently and I don't know. I don't even know how to feel about it. So, but I was thinking about that while watching this. Cause
1: yeah, I mean, I'm obviously, obviously think about it. It is kind of a it's It's a odd. huge, it's a, hu- it's a huge thing having a kid, and then especially someone saying it's like I don't want you to really have to be responsible for it. I don't know. I don't know. You're gonna have to really think about that. There's a lot of pros and cons on both sides of that, and that's why. But I also kind of know like the kid would be taken chance. care of
0: because their family has money. Right.
1: So that's that's. So and cool. she
0: she just picked me because I'm like funny and smart or something. I don't know, you know.
1: Sure. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, you could think about turning this into a business. <laughs> no. Um, I think there's been no. A lot of comic uh-huh. comedies made about this. Topic. She actually made uh, the comment
0: of like last time I uh, hung out with her when I saw her in New York. She was like, "Why aren't you a nice Jewish boy?" Mm, because of course, in her family, that would be the ideal, right? You marry within mm-hmm. the.
1: Okay isn't your last name Jewish? I guess I thought it was Peg
0: no if you okay if you go back far enough, like mm. my grandpa was a first generation American. my grandparents were from Germany. Okay. they changed their name they were probably German Jews and converted to Catholicism on the boat so yeah, if you go back three three generations, yes, okay. but but not, Jewish is by, yeah, by mother, and so we've been, Catholic, mother. we've been Catholic for over 100 years now, because they were running my, away from being
1: murdered. My mother-in-law found out recently that her mother was Jewish, and she never that did. Makes that makes her Jewish. And, exactly, and also makes my wife Jewish, um, well, which is, which makes which is your, crazy. Which makes
0: your daughter Jewish.
1: Oh, that's true too, yeah. which I think I did know, but I don't like actively think about, but yeah. Yeah. So now- Your daughter is technically ma- her- heritageally Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. I am, my family is now, which is, is crazy when the, and this isn't super uncommon for this experience that my mother-in-law went through because mm. as many people know, there's this thing, World War II and, you know, Hitler's trying yep. to kill the Jews. And so yep. the Jewish people have to decided to flee and they didn't even tell their families and change their names. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened to my yeah mother, mother-in-law's mother is basically, yeah, she came and never changed her name, didn't tell anyone, didn't even <coughs> tell her own kids. Um, wow. But it's, it's crazy when your, your heritage is Jewish and you're an older lady, I'm not going to say my mother-in-law's mm-hmm. age, but she's an older woman and now she's wow there's this whole side of m- me and what do i do with it and she has actively pursued learning about um jewish heritage and like taking a hebrew class and going to synagogue and all of that she hasn't converted to judaism but part of me thinks she really wants to um, because she is very has been very interested in learning everything about um, Jewish customs and culture, um, when when she found out about it, so, huh. uh, I just thought that was like a crazy re- real thing I could sh- share right. with, to be like, this is this happens to people where, uh, y- yeah. Well, I think and that's so, that's
0: why one of the one of the smart turns of the the remake is that they made the husband an Orthodox Jew, where the the bonds of marriage is such a such an important factor of one's life.
1: Right. And he took such a risk marrying her and, like, knowing, and I'm just saying, like, from his cultural upbringing, mm-hmm. marrying her in the first place had all of these problems. And I'm sure his parents and this whole community rejected what he was doing. And yet, he still pursued her for love, it, from what it seems. And they, you know, they're still, and. Uh, it's devastating yeah what's yeah what's gonna happen it is just like all right yeah. I guess I've, we've kind of got off <laughs> yeah we did it's not, it's, I, well I I and,
0: didn't expect to bring up the fact that someone propositioned me to get them pregnant
1: I know and, and
0: uh, you're you're actually the, the, the other than the two of us you're the only person that knows that
1: yeah and I think I think what you're saying uh, about it, it I feel like you are um, somewhat you know you're mixed about it you're not sure how to take it and uh there are just so many pros um, to having a child. Um, at the same time, me as a father feel so responsible yeah. for my child. I feel
0: like I wouldn't be raising it, you know? And so that, that, that's a strange thing for me.
1: If you, what, how would you feel if you found out like someone you had been with had a kid and didn't tell you, and now oh. they ten, 10 years old? Well, that's a very old. different
0: hypothetical.
1: I'm just saying, like, how how would you feel about not being a... Be a, being a I would be totally despondent. Access, ...access to your child. I would be, that, I I would be inconsolable.
0: Mind. I'd be like, you just took away ten years of my life also. I would be inconsolable. I would be despondent if somebody told me that I had a kid for the last ten years. I would be devastated. Honestly.
1: So I, I, I guess the reason I brought that up is I was just like, well then how, how well do you think you're going to be able to just know that you have a child and not be in, involved as much as you would as a normal father? Well, I don't know.
0: That's why watching this was such an interesting thing for me because I was like, am I going to have this conversation with this person? Not these conversations in this film, but do I... Not do I need to.
1: <laughs> no, these specific conversations. You'll find a couple that's toxic and invite them over yeah, yeah. all the time. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's That's your person. But I
0: was thinking I ought to... Have many more in-depth conversations with this person if only for the practical elements of because like I said marriage has not been brought up at all it has only been talked about as pregnancy and then this this person seems like she's willing to let her family pay the bill it's a very weird situation that I've been put in I feel like a like a tool that's like on the side like left in the garage like is just there to be used so I don't know
1: but I mean, marriage doesn't have to be part... I mean, you know that. Marriage doesn't have to be part of a... And, and I'm saying that that basically you could have a relationship with someone and it not be romantic, but still be co-parents and still be involved in parents' sure. life. And so I guess that's what I'm like, that's the dynamic that it sounds like you are um, somewhat romantic at this point, but you're not sure of any kind of stability to that relationship. No. And so you're kind of like, well, this isn't really that but could it be this other thing and so I, I don't know I feel like I want you, I, I feel like if I were you maybe I do feel like I could it. impart yeah.
0: wisdom or like have a have a lot of you know fun like let's go to the playground kind of thing with a kid like I feel like I would be I think that's why I was chosen I think she sees a certain right. dadliness in my general demeanor right
1: well, I mean... Uh, she's like, well, I mean, for I... her,
0: whatever, whatever, she, however she sizes up that metric of what it means to be a dad, she sees that in me for whatever reason, whether it's because I'm silly or, you know, willing to be whatever. It's certainly not financially because I'm not afloat financially at all, whereas she is. So it's actually very similar to the <laughs> scenes for marriage. Um,
1: <laughs> all right but uh uh yeah. yeah weird but i would just be yeah but you, I like yeah i feel like like you said you would i think you probably would want to know that you're going to be able to have um some sort of Time. relationship that is meaningful yeah, yeah. and i feel like you you would should deserve that i guess that's kind of my it's like you can have a, a kid with somebody that you're like It it is kind of just one of those things where it seems like marriage is part of raising a family because it's just kind of easier that way um but there is nothing really wrong with two people that have a non-romantic relationship raising children Mm -hmm. like that certainly can work too and i feel like that's often just off the tables in people's minds Mm -hmm. and it's like you can have a commitment to someone that's not romantic, but very serious and committed. It's just like, that's, those things aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Like, you don't have to be romantically involved to deeply love and care about someone and work with them mm-hmm. in, in parent-like roles. And so, I feel like it is kind of a failure of our society oftentimes. We feel like we have to, you have to be both.
0: It's the fairy tale idea of like, you have to fall in love have a kid get a job the whole it's the whole like you have to follow this particular structure of society and it's like no you can you can have a kid you can you can be gay or asexual and have a kid with a friend uh and and you both raise it to be a wonderful young adult you know who's a responsible person all that kind of stuff you both teach them the things you know which are different sets of ideas and all this kind of thing you know
1: yeah children should not be exclusive to traditional households and I don't know for a show that started out so silly this is something that i am very passionate (laughs) about um, because i i do think that it raises people that aren't very open-minded when traditional couples kind of dominate the market on raising families
0: and Um, in stories and media
1: too oh well yes i feel like that's one of the connections but like when you really when you literally think about what families traditionally are um, there's a such a prevalent image and stereotype that um, there's just yeah. not equal access to children and mm. any other dynamic mm. even if there isn't like in your case for example, there is no financial, there is no physical mental physical or medical reason that would prevent you guys from like having a kid and being nope. parents and not be romantically involved. Nope. but there's still societal reasons and expectations that are there and so it would be harder for you. For her I
0: think it's the one, I'm not I'm not a nice Jewish boy that will be accepted by her family. Two Well I don't know if I wanna to get too into it, honestly. I didn't plan on talking about this. Uh Okay. But, uh, yeah, second yeah, 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 yeah.
1: What, what, what more personal things could you say? that? right, is, right. Yeah, it's like out. let's,
0: let's, let's, I mean, let's we, wait. We, let's we, see we what happens, fun. and we'll we'll tease this out over the episodes okay. Okay. because right. it's yeah. gonna okay. it's we, gonna keep yeah. happening. I don't know. Um,
1: we have like five listeners. So. But also, you know,
0: on my I'm end, on my end, it's like my parents, like my tradi- very traditional Catholic family, would be, I think, mortified. I mean, in their minds, it would be put into the phrase of, oh, he got someone pregnant, and they're not married. That is the only context it would be put in, right? It wouldn't be these two young adults had a conversation about whether or not they wanted to, you know. I mean, in my traditional Catholic family, watching something like Scenes for a Marriage, whether it's in the 70s or the 2020s, is unthinkable. They would watch that and go, and think, I'm glad I'm not them, you know, to some extent. Mm. Well, so, I think most people would probably... Th- yeah, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's
1: true. These are terrible relationships. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants that's to fair. be any of these characters. Um,
0: <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, like...
1: Not that there's anything wrong if this is what you're going there, through. There is
0: a religious thing happening here with this proposition that I've been given, which is the Jewish girl who wants me to get her pregnant, her family categorically will not accept me being, like, mm-hmm. an ag- agnostic you know, spiritual dude, raised Catholic, and then my Catholic family will be like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I don't understand any of the words you're using (laughs) to describe this, what kind of relationship is it? Is this person your girlfriend? Or, you know, like, put in quotes, like, they they there's no, they don't have the language for it, even, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, it's not their kid. They don't decide. That's fair. Um... You know, that is something that I struggled with for a long time is this idea that I was like apologizing for my lifestyle, which is not that radical if you've listened to the show. Yeah. Um, but I felt like for a long time I was apologizing to my family for not being exactly like them. And I was like, that's kind of giving them power. Yeah. You know? I'm like, why? I have nothing to be ashamed about. And, I, and I'm like, I'm tired of them telling my story for me. Hey. You know, and I'm like, I, I'm having those conversations with those people. I'm telling them what's going on. They can decide what they want, but I'm not going to let you reduce my life to this gossip that you right? do. And I think most that's why I don't do, talk right. to I'm... the
0: Catholic side of the family. They're such gossips. Uh,
1: yeah. See, I I mean, I know you're about. not Catholic,
0: would... but it's you're different. I forget what Christian yeah, what kind I'm... of
1: Christian are you guys? The my family's uh, non-denominational, which, right. is a which could mean term. anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is there's so many different versions of non-denominational, but I'll just say. Christian conservative because I think that's sure. more appropriate not not as extreme as some um, out there um, still going to doctors and everything yeah. um, but more extreme than others I would uh, say my so. family
0: is Catholic in badge only like it's a badge they wear it's it's not indeed yeah. they're uh, they're Catholic in mind but not in practice
1: but they do go to like midnight mass I imagine or some some Catholic, they do know Catholic things. They don't go to their church at all. Oh no, they do. Interesting. They do. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, well, then that's a little bit more than just in badge. They're. I know what you mean. That they're not like. They go acting. But they if, go to church, but then they, they don't,
0: don't really take it to the office. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but that's that's kind of a Catholic thing. In yeah. gen- I'm not. Well, maybe I should say this is like a. To, that's wrong. Me this to is say. like a Catholic there's,
0: capitalism thing where it's like we don't take it outside of the
1: church. There's so many Catholics like president biden's a catholic there's so many catholics that some of them are very traditional and do everything they say yeah. become nuns become priests and there's some that are just it's part of their family identity yeah. and they keep practicing and they're not the same there's conservative there's liberal so i just want to put that out yeah, yeah. there catholics are very different from depending on where you are in the region and who they are. Right. Um, they can be all, be all over the spectrum. And um, my family, you know, I should
0: these... point out, is particularly harmless. They are good people, yeah. but they for me growing up, it was always, we wear the badge of the, like like it's a Boy Scout patch of Christianity or
1: Catholicism
0: and yet we do whatever the fuck we want on the average Tuesday, Wednesday you know, give it our...
1: But they're still going to going to judge you for being involved with a Jewish girl and not being
0: No, gay. maybe not just because she, yeah, more so no, my family's much more open in terms of different religions or races or create, creating color, all that stuff they're fine with that, they're cool in that sense uh, they don't care who I bring home so long as I brought but her family. so long as I brought someone that home with that. yeah, I think okay. her family had more of a problem with me not being Jewish my family would have no problem with her being Jewish, but they would have a problem with us not being married, hmm. right? Right.
1: Which yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. I remember, like, telling my dad that I was living with the person who's my wife now, and um, that being just such a hard conversation. Really? And I'm, and I'm just, and I'm just like,
0: oh, I've lived with like I multiple I, partners, so I don't know.
1: Right, right, but like you were not. The, right, right, the practicing. Right. Um, yeah, so it, that's that's tough, and um, I'm just gonna encourage everyone out there to just be honest with their parents. You shouldn't mm. feel ashamed for whatever your lifestyle is, if that's something that you think that you think is a, an appropriate way to live your life. Go and for it! Don't let other other people's perceptions judge you as long as you're yep. not harming other people. Say it out way.
0: loud. Um, just say the thing.
1: It, it, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, if you're anyway, if you're having any kind of untraditional relationship that is um, positive in your life, uh, yeah, you should you should be able to tell your family about it, and not, yep. mm, it shouldn't it shouldn't affect them in this way yep. that what is this going to say about me that I have a child or have a, it's just like it's not about you. And also,
0: if you know that your family is super gossipy, you don't have to tell them anything. Keep that in mind.
1: You really don't, but I do think it's powerful just to tell your own story to much, say it. yeah that's true you can. That's don't true. let other people make you feel like ashamed of anything that oh, yeah. you do that you know is right um, or, or
0: embarrassed by their by their yeah. weird little uh, tics you know because embarrassed okay. embarrassment right. is just diet shame
1: <laughs> yeah so many references but let's get on to a more of yeah let's get back to the movie uh i've been but i just i'd finished educated the other day which i'm behind on and then i just read a story about amish people um read it and so i'm like i have so many references i could make but i feel like we should just move on to yeah. a different different well topic. i think i think we've
0: i mean we've so, already uh, talked longer than the episode is uh the, that's you know we should, should just, we just should we just do next week let's call it yeah obviously we're not going to okay. give a rating because we haven't f- no rating yet. Yeah, finished anything?
1: Or well, no. We should give a rating to each of the episodes. I think
0: we could do a metaphysical rating.
1: Sure. And we should we should say which episode in our minds won the week. I I don't know why, but let's do a one off and oh. just say which episode we we thought won the week. You mean yeah, which original episode. or reboot? Yeah, original or reboot. We should just say <sighs> I thought this. A-. It's not about which one's better. No, it's no. About no. which one in your mind won the week.
0: Which one affected me more? That's tricky because they're both so. Heavy. There's so much gravity. I okay. I'm just thinking out loud now. I was more negatively affected by the original because I absolutely despise the husband in the couple of the first episode, the their dinner guests. I absolutely despise that guy, to his credit of being a very good actor. Really felt it and like really disliked that character, but respected the you know, how it was written and all that stuff. So I was really negatively affected by the original uh, in the first episode. However, I think for the adaptation, the HBO one, yeah, I got to say it wins just because it's more relatable, just because I live in the 2020s. And so it's necessary. Like I said, the abortion clinic scene, I was like, wow, this is, that is what the nurse would say. She would just rattle off these, like, ridiculous big pharma words and tell you to, you know, drink more water or whatever. Um, <laughs> I found the thing to be more relatable, obviously, because I didn't live in the 1970s. I live in the 2020s. So for me, the HBO one won. I don't think they're comparable in terms of quality. I think they're both great. But I, I was very pleasantly surprised by how the new one was handled. We'll
1: say that. <laughs> uh, sounds uh, okay. So the reboot wins according to Huey JPEG this week. Um, I, I feel like I also want to add in a new segment where we say what meal we ate. One Ooh. Movie for us <laughs> too. <Which laughs> I had a very
0: strange meal uh, during this Other movie.
1: favorite topics. Okay. Well how about this I'll do my um, who won the week and then yeah, yeah. you do your meal yeah. and then we'll go we'll go back right. so for me it's tough it is tough and uh, I would give I would give both of them about the same amount of bears um, since bears are topic here uh, I would say like if I was doing a bear count you know the Swedish version would probably uh, or I'll go the HBO version would probably be a nine and a half. You know, out, a of, out of 10. Well, that's nine bears, nine and, bears and one bears. baby bear. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the Swedish version would probably be 11 and a half. Um, wow. So that's, probably, that's probably about where I would be there. And then when I think about who won the week, the reason I'm going to... And I, I will probably go back and forth if sure. we continue to do this segment. Um, but for this week, I would definitely say that it's close, as I just showed you with my bear ratings but I would go with the, the Swedish version, and it's really to do with the subtle acting mm-hmm. that I was talking about, mm-hmm. um, because it made me think about the characters more, and they became a lot more real. Yeah. And I didn't ha- have that, because I was thinking about the acting styles, and although could be very authentic, it, wasn't, it didn't make me do as much work as a viewer, mm-hmm. which made me a little bit more disconnected um, huh. in the reality. That's fair. That's my rating, and, um... I feel like Bergman
0: always makes the viewer do more work than they were expecting to do.
1: And that, that hits people differently. Some people are He's like... just a very
0: literate dude, and, like like, the way people... We didn't talk about this at all. The way people talk in a Bergman film, especially late, like, color Bergman movies, nobody fucking talks like that. You are the most eloquent, most psychologically involved person i have ever met and you are on screen for the next eight minutes like no one no one people write like that people don't talk like that he's a great example of a writer who writes really beautiful wonderful revealing dialogue that people never say in reality that's my take on that's my quick take on bergman uh i do want to do a bears rating sorry how many bears are on this scale (laughs)
1: See, I didn't say Okay, yeah. Um, so... It's just one of my... Which is, so you can go... Slightly you can go smaller... What direction you to slightly
0: slightly yeah. smaller scale. I'm going to say the original is definitely for me, I'd say seven big bears and two bear cubs. Okay. Like two bear adolescents. <laughs> uh, okay. Whereas I think that the reboot is... Although it's also seven bears it's one baby bear so you got seven, seven bit be- you got like a tribe of bears bears
1: sure what kind of bears are we talking here there's grizzly what do you slavies, call
0: a group bears. of bears
1: oh good question i don't
0: know oh a lo- law <laughs> oh my god there's more than one listen to this a sleuth of bears or a sloth of bears there's also a length of bears Wow, Um, beautiful. So, a seven deep sleuth of bears for both shows, easily. Seven big bears in this bear tribe, in this sleuth of bears. However, because in the original, they have two kids, and in the reboot, they only have one, I'm going to give two bear cubs to the original, and one baby bear to the new one. Not a, not a statement of quality. It's just a statement of fact. That's my pataphysical okay. rating. That's seven bears for each one. Baby bear for the new one. Two bear cubs for the old one.
1: Okay.
0: <sighs> Almost even, you'll notice, those ratings.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm going to amend my rating and give uh, the HBO one a half a bear or a bear cub an mm-hmm. add. So it's now a ten, ten bears. Ten bears. Rating. Sick. Ten bears. Um, and it's because it's so hard to do a remake of something so well known, and something mm. that's been remade in various versions. We've talked about the Woody Allen one. Yeah, yeah. There's also, the Marriage Story. Yeah, that is also that very makes references to it. Movie. Yeah, which I have not seen. Yeah. Have you which, seen it? I have seen it. Yeah. Is it any good? It is good. Should we do that? For, not, should we do it? I know we're gonna have just a bunch of back to back versions of this movie. I have no problem. We're clearly it. doing couples
0: arguing as the theme for the rest of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah, easily. I mean, I have no issue with rewatching it, especially since it's like I'm watching these similar things and knowing that that's kind of a version of this, too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good things in that movie, there's a lot of similarities to stuff that I've seen already. It is not as complex as these because it's not the dynamics of the two couples right. um, in that one. Uh, but it is still it's still worth watching I would say sure. it's that director that I don't always love so yeah. I think this was a good, Same. A good one for that's him that's why I skipped it yeah. Um, yeah so this is and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the acting of the guy what's his name Who's been Adam in Driver of movies. He's, he's, he's great he's really good and he, did you ever see Annette really did in you go movie. see Annette no, but uh, in, I think it's actually it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon, yeah. So he's can, so great. Yeah, I can just watch it. He's the okay. reason to yeah, watch I mean, great. that movie's
0: fucking bonkers, yeah. but he is. Okay. He carries the whole thing.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay. Oh, food. Oh, uh, what? What <laughs> meal, did I eat? Okay, so
0: here's a crazy thing that happened. Okay. So yesterday I had a, I had a hankering for. Tell, stop me if you've had this a Greek, I know you don't eat meat, but a Greek lemon chicken soup. It's called avlogomena. And I just like had a very particular craving for it. So I went and got some of that. But while watching it, you know what I made? I made a chicken sausage on a brioche bun with horseradish cheese, mustard Dijon, and two different types of sauerkraut I mean, I loaded up this, and of course you can make a use a fake meat or whatever, but I used chicken sausage, and it was just like this immaculate like sauerkraut hot sausage brioche thing that I made, and I just devoured it uh in probably the first twenty minutes of <laughs> of the episode. That's what
1: I ate during the thing. I had a lot of um, excellent meals this week. Uh, my wife has been experimenting with some different stuff that she's been like doing, like a rice mix and some guacamole in there, and Ooh. some different stuff in the oven. It's been love really, a good guac, really good uh, some mixing some corn and yeah, some different stuff. Um, so I've had that. Uh, but really I, I think I want to do a shout out to Witch Witch um, because Witch Witch is a sandwich shop mm. does the only vegan sandwiches that I can get that kind of remind me of like a traditional sandwich I don't miss traditional sub sandwiches anymore thanks to Witch Witch I don't <laughs> know it, I think the Subway, Subway I think you could do something that's vegan I don't, I don't think they have like their own thing but Witch Witch has like black bean patties that they have that they throw in there that are good um and then I, I got that today i got i drove to which which was like 15 minutes away cuz it's kind of a drive um but i got that and you know put all of the good stuff lettuce tomatoes um banana peppers um regular peppers um some vinegar and some pepper and i'm just loving that sandwich and i'm like huh. i'm still skipping all of the bad stuff i think the worst stuff in the sandwich is it's wheat bread but it it tastes too good to be good wheat bread Uh it seems like it's some some bad wheat bread i probably shouldn't be eating um but yeah it's an it's an excellent sandwich so i'm going to shout out which Wow. yeah so it's like you don't it's it's a place that you don't you customize everything but you don't have to like talk to them as (laughs) as you do it for why that why that matters i guess it doesn't but like that's their whole thing it's like the bag you
0: well we live in a society where you're increasingly disinclined to interact with people that's not through a screen So that's actually super preferable if you can do that, unfortunately. I mean, it
1: it is kind of just nice to like cut out, um, like the, the
0: the nicety, the small talk, the generic small talk of like both sides forcing it. Like one person making minimum wage, the other person clearly the customer, you know, it's like, I like the idea that we're negating that, that bullshit interaction
1: which which does though encourage you to tip which that's the only oh, that's sandwich good. place that i've done that and they even say on it 100 percent of the tips go to the sandwich makers, so it's a more expensive sub shop uh-huh. you probably should tip if you go there i did um it's it's supposedly better for their workers i personally haven't researched it to know
0: if a place tells you to tip don't go there if you're not going to tip general rule of thumb yeah do not go places that accept tips if you're not going to tip you're just a dick if you do
1: so. yeah yeah for sure. More places than ever before. I feel like encouraged tipping, which is great. Part of me is like you, the company should pay them more. Just but pay them more. Yeah. Every place you go around the country right now, you're going to have a harder time getting whatever fast food item, whatever thing at the grocery store, all of those jobs, people are leaving in droves right now. And so it, it is a crazy time to be alive because I was you know, was talking to my wife about this. It's just like, Who knows what's going to happen if this continues, where all of the people that you could call just wage slaves, I guess is the term or whatever people Mm -hmm. say. It's like it's it's bad in the United States. It's worse if you go on a cruise or you go anywhere else and you see like how much people are actually working for and how deplorable it is and how they aren't really that different than being slaves because they don't have a choice and there is no other options for them and they have no other access. And, And we have that in our country. And I'm not mad at these people for leaving their jobs and just trying, and just like, what, what, what are you going to, you're going to do two jobs, like Walmart and Wendy. It's just like, right. how, how is that anybody's life? It's like, I don't, I, know, I feel sad, uh, sad just thinking about that. Just,
0: I think about it all the time now because the, somebody's, you know, said something on the internet, like they do. And uh, they said something to the effect of, you know, the government is saying like, people don't want to go back to work when the reality is people don't want to go back to jobs that underpay them,
1: right? Underpay, underappreciate. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which you could say that about a lot of jobs in a lot of industries. Most jobs, yeah. That's just wrong. You know, I, I mean, I have a lot of problems in my job, but like the kind of problems that other people have in their jobs, it's just, it's not comparable and yeah. it's not fair. You
0: know. Oh, totally unrelated, but one thing I wanted to throw out there, which we hadn't... I don't think we talked at all for the couple's arguing thing, although I think it only tenuously applies to the couple's arguing thing. Super Mario Bros. No, I'm kidding. Um, unbearable Lightness of Being. Mm. You remember that? With Julia Binoche and Daniel Day-Lewis?
1: I have read the book and seen the movie, yep.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I read the book God, 15 years ago or something and saw the movie around the same time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have not the movie?
1: Seen it I says. was I was so so on the book. I don't really movie. remember it, honestly. Yeah, see the book. It's like a lot of like voiceover. You could say where it's a lot of like narr- Like in the movie, I remember just thinking that I was like, does this really work without like the personal like essay styles? So it's like where you have all these like short essays about different theoretical concepts, like from silence to different things in relationships where it's like in the movie well I mean that's why adaptations are so interesting
0: that's why adaptations could be so fun you know yeah I I, I felt like
1: for me that was one of the more compelling features of the book was that you had these kind of philosophies about love and relationships and then you could see them play Mm -hmm. out in the story and in the movie you just had the story you didn't get that extra layer that really made it resonate for me as a young man reading it like sure. most like most young men do I'm sure pick up unbearable lightness of being you know then they watch the the version at the library that they go to it's a it's a common enough story it's universal really I don't know. is uh, it
0: I feel like reading I feel like reading is on the downswing statistically no all young among, men among youth
1: just like us they they pick up unbearable lightness and being they go to the library okay. watch it it's, it's universal right. um I'm sure 100% of our listeners are going to be able to relate to this. Uh, Great. Without okay, without it. right?
0: right. Okay. Can we read your irony loud and clear? Is that the end of the episode?
1: Totally genuine. The episode is over. Yeah. So, are we um, done? Yeah. So for everybody's homework today, I want you to watch the HBO version if you haven't been watching it. And also pick up a copy of Unbearable Lightness of Being. Maybe just reread it because I know you've already read it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or any like, Milan
0: Kundra, because if you read any of them, they all sort of blend together.
1: Eh, but Unbearable is kind of the best yes Yeah, it's the, it's the yeah. tip-top, yeah. All right, another exciting episode of Movie Victory, Scenes of a Marriage, spin-off. Yeah, a reboot of our show where we're only doing Scenes of a Marriage. Maybe we should call it Scenes of um, Movie Victory. I, I don't know. Scenes um, of a Victory scenes of a victory, like do a spin-off show. Alright, we should do that. Alright, should we stop?
0: Yeah, we should stop. Let's not. <laughs> I know